guys, I'm Heather, and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Pollyanna, one second. I'm going to pee. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. Oh, here's I'm pragmatic. I take my favorite song, and I'm willing to cut it. Ew, get off the cross. You're not the only one who did that. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. You had one job. What did you say? What did you say? What came out of your mouth? Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Music List. I'm Ben Dye. With me are my sisters. Heather and Beth, and today we're going to take on a very interesting topic, one where I think it is possible to bring in so many different genres, though I'll be honest with you, my list kind of weighed heavily in a direction I didn't know it was going to go in until I started making the list, but we're talking about the best front man, and we decided to make this this one all males, we'll come back and we'll do all females at a later date. Um, so the best male front men in rock and roll, but there's a lot of different kind of subgenres of rock and roll. Um, so when we talk about a front man, what makes a great front man? Uh, okay. I think it's someone who is engaging to the audience. They have to take the audience from beginning to end of the show, um, keep everybody energized. Voice is a huge part of it to me, but that doesn't necessarily, to be the best frontman. I don't think you necessarily have to have the best voice um, because it's more about your showmanship to me and your ability to connect with the audience and keep them engaged and energized. I actually did this scientifically uh, before I, I built a spreadsheet and I had Dang. 10 aspects of what it means to be a great front man. And I took everybody and I ranked them one to five. And then uh, after I ranked them, I realized I didn't like the way it ended up. So I redid the whole thing. Um, I put mine on so, some so notebook that is, paper. That and... is actually the opposite of scientific. <laughs> I mean, it was scientific for for a minute. It was scientific. I did it. Okay? And I just it, was, it was mathematically sound. And then I just didn't like it. Are so you I saying that that's the way science time. works? You run an experiment and no. if you don't like it? I'm not nah. saying, no, I'm not claimed to be a scientist. kind of go that way sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, so that that's kind of what it meant to me. You know, I, I did have those nine characteristics in mind when I reordered my list five or six times. Um, so energy, fashion sense, voice, um, gosh, sex appeal even. Because you would think about rock and roll. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's an aspect yep. of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's I had, where I went. I had three. I, I had... Um, Voice, you mm-hmm. know, I think that's an important aspect of what we're talking about. Two is your crowd interaction or your charisma, mm-hmm. which is yeah. not the same thing as voice. I mean, your charisma to be able to draw a crowd in and engage the crowd. And then you said fashion sense. I kind of had style. You yeah, know, yeah. Is, is, is it a recognizable style? Uh, and so I kind of had those three things in mind, and it meant that some people that – one of them may be rather low on the list in comparison to others, and so they kind of drop down, and some were maybe not the best at any of them, but they rank real high in all three, and they were like, well, there they are. So yeah. mm-hmm. those were my three things. Heather, what do you think of when you when you think of a great front man? What are the characteristics that you're looking for? Uh, my, first, my first criteria, and most important for me, was a command of the crowd because really – 
at the end of the day, that's what it is. You are taking these people on this ride with you, and you're driving Mm -hmm. the train. So, um, people that could um, really engage an audience. Um, I also, a lot of people came to mind, and I had to um, differentiate what... um, a front man was because a, a lot of people I w- would come to mind and I would say, no, nah, they're really more of a solo artist, even though they have a band mm-hmm. behind them. So there were some artists that I took off of my list because the focus was really on that one performer um, and tried to really limit it to people who were a cog in the wheel of a right. band. Yeah. And, um, of course, uh, vocal ability, uh, because you know, to to have enough stamina to perform and perform mm-hmm. well and to please the crowd um, night after night after night. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I I contacted you guys. Now wait a minute, we got to we got to <laughs> clarify this because if we don't, Prince will win everything. Sure. <laughs> right. I mean, because Prince is right. that good. He is. You know, that and good. so yeah, yeah. so we had to say, okay, are we talking about like? traditional bands because prince always had a band and you know yeah. it's, it's tom petty and the heartbreakers but right, really people right. think it's tom I tr- petty yeah and, i tried to keep away from the anvas you know so um so okay so we kind of have that um under under wraps and so the mom as my witness this is the way that the vote went down or the the uh, draft order ben gets first pick Beth gets second pick. Heather gets third pick. I okay. actually like picking third. That, okay. That's my yeah, favorite it's, spot. It's, but, yeah, I'm okay with that. That's fine. But, uh, so I'm going to pick first, and I, I I pick Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yep. Just the guy is <laughs> – those uppers are just phenomenal, unbelievable. I think he is – I don't want to say the undisputed king of front men, but he is so good. And none of it's really gimmicky. You know, like, there are a lot of front men that are great because they're kind of gimmicky. Like, David yeah. Lee Roth is kind of gimmicky. You know, he's goofy and jumping and <laughs> kicking his legs. And, yeah. But Robert yeah. Plant is just, you know, when, when you think about some of the guys that defined the rock god. Oh, yeah. He's the golden god. You know, mm-hmm. he's, you know, you got him and Morrison and some of those guys. And I think Plant's vocals put him yes. over yeah. over the top. And yeah. so, for me, he was number one. Vocals, style, charisma. Arguably the greatest rock vocalist of all time. That's another mm-hmm. conversation that would be. I said <laughs> arguably. I said arguably. <laughs> the power, the unique voice. Um, it was original for the time. I think a lot of people kind of came over the top of him and tried yeah. to emulate that. Um, really diverse. Um, and we see that with, you know, he had a set of duets with Alison Krauss who were just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think you can see his influence on guys like. Sebastian Bach and mm-hmm. guys like Guns N' Roses, you know, with Axl Rose and guys that came after him. Um, so to me, um, his interaction with the crowd, you know, swinging the microphone, that oh, was yeah. kind of, you know, it, to me, he he just tops out the levels on all those three things. Yeah. Style, Rock charisma, star, yeah. and, and, and vocals, mm-hmm. and that's why I have Robert Plant number one. Yeah, and with, with Led Zeppelin, there's so much instrumental time. Yeah. And Heather and I, from experience, when it's guitar solo time, sometimes it's easy to look really awkward and like, <laughs> all right, I'm just waiting to come back in, guys. But he 
you know, can interact with the crowd. He can interact with the guitarist. He still is engaged in the performance, yet he doesn't take away the spotlight from his bandmate in that moment. I think he does a really good job of, yeah. of um, commanding the stage at all times without stealing the moment from other people. And I think a lot of times what we see out of him is he actually uses his star power to highlight somebody like Jimmy Page. For sure, yeah. He would go over there and he would point to Jimmy Page and get everybody's attention on <laughs> Just him. stand over there because everybody's yeah. going to be looking in your direction anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, but that's, that's using his posture his, and that's swagger, using, yeah. yeah. That's using his position of authority to highlight somebody else. As a singer, I'm glad that you said that there is a position of authority. In a band. I enjoy that. Okay. I'll pass that along to my Thanks. band. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Gross. My band's probably listening. Right You're now. right. Oh, it's my pick, isn't it? Yep. Are you done? I believe that's true. Yes. Great. Okay. So my first pick is Mick Jagger. Uh, hold on. Let me write it down. Then I'll tell you why. Also solid. Yes. Oh. I know. That's why I picked it. All right, so he's, he's one of the most popular and influential frontmen in the history of rock and roll. Um, he has an iconic set of moves. There's even a song written about it. He does. Moves like Jagger. Um, and uh, one of the quotes I was looking up when I was kind of researching this, um, when a British novelist said, while Elvis made the girls scream, he didn't have Jagger's ability to make men feel uncomfortable. Well, it was like, I'm like, there's there's no doubt that like, your girl's looking at Elvis, sure, but like, is she gonna leave with Mick Jagger? Maybe, truly, maybe. Um, and Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi says, you know, I don't know how Mick Jagger is doing it. He's got uh, almost 20 years on me, but he runs around the stage as much as I do. Um, he still has like he has a long history, and he's still going. Yeah. Of, I mean, he's still doing it, and Six he's doing decades, it yeah. almost better than anybody. Um, he brings in that rebellious nature that was kind of something that, you know, the Beatles were clean, and then you had the Stones, and but he wasn't trying to be. He even says himself, I wasn't trying to be rebellious. I was just being me, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's part of what makes a great front man is it's just it's you, but it's turned up to 11. If you will. Um, yeah. So, and he managed the band since 1971. He controlled their business affairs. So he's not only the front man on the stage, he's the front man behind the scenes, which I think lends itself to, he has that position of authority and respect and everybody's looking at him and following his leadership. Well, you know, you got all these women doing the duck lips things. And I mean, Mick Jagger <laughs> was doing that in the 1950s, you know, uh, but I, I think when you talk about, of uh, he, he's on my list. When I look at the charisma factor, I think Mick Jagger is number one. Oh, I think when yeah. it comes to pure charisma, I think Mick's number one. I just saw a video today. Actually, somebody jumped on stage with a gun at a Rolling Stones concert, and Richards <laughs> hits him with a Stratocaster across <laughs> the head. And he said later on, he said, uh, Keith Richards said uh, that the amazing thing is, is the guitar stayed in tune. He said, that's the best thing I can say about a Fender. <laughs> he hit him. Just, I mean, whacked him good, man, right across the head. And then he said security was late. And they were coming for, they were coming for Mick Jagger. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he whacked him with the Stratocaster, and they just kept playing. Mick never stopped singing. Yeah, they don't, right. they don't have the best he, track He saw record. it happening. He's just yeah. he's kind of dodging and singing. I mean, the guts of this man. But, you know, Security he, at their concerts yeah. probably not But, you know, he kind of struts like a peacock, so he's yeah. kind of hard to hit. I mean, he's a moving target. 
Oh, the Start Me Up video? Yeah. In, in and of itself yeah. is iconic, so. All right, Heather? Okay, I struggled with this, and I went back and forth, and I, I went, one thing tipped me over the edge. I, I picked Freddie Mercury, and I think, again, you know, you said a few weeks ago, sometimes the obvious choice is the obvious choice for a reason. Um, vocal ability is undeniable, um, but when you talk about command of an audience, if you watch the footage of Live Aid at Wembley Stadium, packed out, 72,000 people, and when they're singing Radio Gaga, he literally has those he has that crowd in the palm of his hand if he raises his arms up they raise their arm up and he i mean within seconds he has them moving singing doing exactly what he wants them to do and they were just along for the ride um he he is said to have scientifically the most um perfect voice as far as just how it you know frequencies and and strengths and all of those things um he is an amazing vocalist and we know that but um just you know the persona but the command of an audience is is unheard of I would say so. That's what makes him number one on my list. But I've struggled with that. Yeah. You know, on the on the three, right? The three things that I said: vocals, style, and charisma. Freddie Mercury's like one or two, maybe three on like all of those. Mm-hmm. You know, and I really struggled between Robert Plant and Freddie Mercury for yep. number one. Yeah, Th- that was my big struggle. Um, I kind of instinctively knew from the beginning that those were going to be my one and two. I just didn't know which one. Mick had the style, and he had mm-hmm. the um, the charisma. I felt like vocally he was not yeah. not not as strong as as Freddie and uh, and and Robert Plant. But um, what what I love about Freddie Mercury is he's so unique, and he doesn't care. It's it's like it's not forced. It's not it's not like he's he's trying to be. Yeah. I don't want to use the word flamboyant, but I mean, it, he's not trying to be. He right. just, he's himself, and it comes off authentic, even though he's kind of quirky. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he can come out like in a nudie suit one day, and he can come <laughs> out in a wife beater the next set, and it yeah. just seemed right. You know, I mean, it's just unbelievable the, the diversity of stuff that he can pull off vocally, stylistically, amazing ballads. Yeah. And amazing yeah. power songs. Yeah. Just, he's, he's, if, if he were to be number one at the end of the day, I would not flinch. Yeah. I think what, I think one of the things that makes him so good is that he had, um, I mean, I, I just, this is what I gather from watching, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody and, but, um, he, he does that thing kind of like Beyonce, you know, she has that, she has her alter ego, Sasha mm-hmm. Fierce and, and. As someone who is kind of a quiet personality in their personal life, I think that he took that opportunity, and it works very, very well for someone who's very talented sometimes to just leave all of their real persona behind and take on this 
showmen that that can just be everything that they're not. And that applies to some other people later down on my list. But okay. I think you, you get pick another again? pick. Okay. The return trip. All right. Round two. This may get some hate, but um, Dumb Dave, yeah. David Lee Roth, he he is silly, and he is over the top, and I think that is what he is he is known for. If they, Sean was saying um, not too long ago, if there's a camera. He's going to find it, mm-hmm. you know, and his, he, he is always with the audience. He is always, you know, wanting to, to bring the people along on this, on this ride. He has energy. He has, um, he's not a bad looking guy. You know, he, he kind of embodies that, you know, I'm going to rock these spandex and this long hair and, you know, um, and to upstage or try to upstage Eddie Van Halen, the namesake mm-hmm. of the band, is no. But that small was David feet. Lee Roth's idea to name the yeah. band. Van you know, Halen. so um, I think in the eighties, I mean, just for fun and for high energy, um, I, I think he was he was just the best at the time. I mean, we watched the the Kimmel performance um, in like twenty seventeen. The guy hits himself in the nose <laughs> with the mic stand, breaks his nose. He's bleeding all over the place. You know, says, okay, I'll be back in just a second. You know, Eddie just kind of playing Panama as we go. He goes and gets himself <laughs> taped up, comes back, sings the whole thing. I mean, he's he's going to go to work. And yeah. he's yeah. going he's gonna to do his thing. And his thing is a little over the top. And I am very much a David Lee Roth era of Van Halen fan more than Van Hagar, but um, I think the music probably was was a little more elevated, polished. Yeah, um, in those in those um, years with Sammy Hagar, um, who is a great performer in his own right, but and a really good vocalist. I mean, he yeah, really is. He's yeah, but um, David Lee Ross' voice is distinctive, and um, it's just fun. And I think that's what. That's what they wanted, and I think they got that with David now, Lee Roth. I'll, I'll be honest with you. He, he didn't make my nine, but here's what I'll say about David Lee Roth. It would be a heck of a concert. Yeah. And really, when we talk about a front man, it's who can run a concert. Yeah. Who can get you. It's not about the studio necessarily. It's about what makes a great concert. Yeah. And uh, the visuals of David Lee Roth, no question about it, make a great concert you know i mean his antics yeah while over the top i mean garth brooks was flying all over the the (laughs) arenas you know but uh yeah i I would uh, i would agree that you Mm -hmm. know he he was he was one that i struggled with yeah you know yeah yeah and he still for all of his antics and his silliness and running all around the stage he still sounds really good while he's doing it he does um he has a lot of um, endurance and he his his voice is good mm-hmm. um, so that kind of placed him pretty high on my list as well um, and I, I you know I love a fun fact as we <laughs> as we can think back to Reba's Cracker Barrel line um, so this one's not quite as exciting as that but David Lee Ross' sister is the creator of the Rockabye Baby Lullaby series where they take rock music and they make it into lullabies for kids so what? I just thought that was fun yeah okay. his sister did that and it's my pick, so uh, uh, my 
Next choice is Jim Morrison. One of the aspects when I was looking at my qualities was a mystique. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the top of the heap when it comes to that. Um, because he just had that, it was a persona, but it wasn't, it was him. He yeah. was just kind of a weird dude. Which, which was real unfortunate for him. As yeah, it, it did it turn, turn out, out to be that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he had this wild personality. He has a really distinctive voice. Great on the low. He has a good voice. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily soaring like Robert Plant or anything like that. But he does have a really good voice. Really smooth. Um, he was influenced by philosophers and poets. So he has that that really deep thought kind of look to him. And he, you know, he wore all the leather. And he was kind of that <laughs> bad boy without being glitz and glam you know he was kind of the darker side of that um and so became really an icon um and that's not the that's not necessarily what we're going for but i think he commanded in a different way than somebody like uh mick jagger Mm -hmm. or david lee roth who's just all over the place all the time energy yeah yeah but in but he still has command of the room Mm -hmm. and he still can take the audience and and fill up that what would be dead time, which is death when you're on stage is some worst thing ever. <laughs> um, and he would just like start doing spoken word poetry because that's who he was, you yeah. know. I mean, he, he, again, he's just kind of strange, but he has the, kind of the the most unique persona and personality of all of the people on my list. Yeah, when I think when you talk about three guys that I feel like kind of help establish that rock god persona image i think it's morrison Mm -hmm. plant and probably roger daltrey i think Mm -hmm. probably the three that kind of made that image that everybody else after them kind of tried to emulate yeah but he was one of the originals i mean there's no question i mean he was he was himself he was original and and he's one of those guys if he doesn't die you know, right? What so could he early, have done? yeah. What? Where would the doors have been? What would his career have been? Right. How many hits would he have had? Um, where would his? Or the other flip side of that is, how much of the mystique of Jim Morrison is because he died so young? True, you've got that forever twenty-seven yeah, in the twenty-seven club. Yeah, you know, so you don't. You know, there's a lot of people who are hot for a while. That's true. And then pew, they they go off the cliff, you know. So you you never really know with some of these people. Mm-hmm. I feel like the yeah. Doors probably had some staying power, though. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. It's just, um, you know, a lot of his mystique kind of with, I'm thinking of those three that you mentioned, Plant and um, Roger Daltrey. It's, it's that posture that they take on. It's kind of lean back, shirt open, you know, kind of presenting yourself as a sex object, really, you know, it's just kind mm-hmm. of look at me, look at my They redefine what cool is. You know, and yeah. they're just kind of like, I'm going to come up here, I'm going to do my thing. I'm not, it's the exact opposite of David Lee Roth and not do the high kicks and toe touches and, yeah. you know, it's it's very, you know, I'm too cool for you. Okay, we got a suggestion from the peanut gallery that I don't think is going to make the list. What was it? Davy Jones. I don't oh, my God. <laughs> I was trying not to crack up I when I saw it. That's it. We have a winner. Yeah, keep that one in the locker. Mm. Okay. Oh, so wow. I, it's Is it my pick now? Uh, yes, it's my pick. It okay. Uh, this is one. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this. Because when we talk about it, 
I don't know that it fits in with the iconic nature of some of the names that we've mentioned today. I'm intrigued. Chris Cornell. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. I love everything so, about Chris Cornell. So You know, there's no doubt that I think Kurt Cobain is the most iconic grunge singer of all time, front man. Of, of, but I think Chris Cornell is better. Oh, oh. I think. Far and away. Yeah. I think he made grunge and alternative something different i mean it was just it was just wasn't the same with chris cornell singing mm-hmm. the power there was there is a lot of robert plant likeness in his voice his ability to go up there and just nail upper registers the strength and the power oh in his God. lower notes just everything i know he's so um, good <laughs> you know i you know i think if we're going to be fair i think that you know obviously soundgarden isn't as iconic a band as Nirvana, but right. I think I think they were better, oh, and I and I think Chris infinitely. Cornell was a guy that you could have put in a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. genres, and most of those grunge singers, I don't think you could do that. I think that they you could they could do grunge, but I think Chris Cornell is a guy that could have gone in and just done a dynamite job in a lot of different genres and mm-hmm. I think it's unfortunate that like Black Hole Sun is the oh, one right. that we that we <laughs> right. po- that everybody right. points to. I yeah. mean yeah. you know Jesus Christ pose is his vocal on that is <laughs> unbelievable. Um and it's it's really it's it's kinda like it's kinda like uh smoke on uh, on the water for deep purple it's like yeah. oh that's the one we're going to pick for 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 deep purple really? as far as as far but, as vocal ability yeah, his, i think he's one of the in the past 10 years yeah. he he is probably one of the top 2 in the game yeah and and period. i think an an audio slave i mean here's here this is one of the reasons that I, put, that I put that i put that i put chris cornell in in on so high on my list is cuz he was not only front man of what i think is the best grunge band, which I think Soundgarden music musically is the best, but I think Audio Slave in the post grunge era mm-hmm. was maybe better than anybody else, you know, in terms of that genre too. And he he was the front man for both of them. Yeah, that's a yep. super group almost at that so, point. You know, I, mean, you know, I I think um, I think you know from from the mid nineties to about twenty ten. He may have been the best male vocalist yeah. oh, in that yeah. in that period, and that's also here's the problem that we have like with the style points and the charisma. He's not as high as some of the other ones on the list mm-hmm. in those eras, but that was also a sign of the times. Yeah, but he was a beautiful right. man. You know, that's he a sign was. of the. That's the. He, he, <laughs> I, I tell you what, yeah. he was. He he could <laughs> rock no shirt like nobody's business. There's no question about it. <laughs> those eyes. But you know, it, it was a time period that wasn't. That was that was yeah. the whole point of grunge and alternative and post grunge was we're not going to be showmen. We're not going to be, and yet he still managed to completely control yeah. live performances. I mean, if, you, if you've seen him live, I mean, the guy can just absolutely blow. I mean, he's yeah. He's, yeah. he's incredible. So he's. Uh, I cannot hate on Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. So I get one more pick. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, do I want? I, I'm, I think I'm going to skip my number five. Oh. And I'm going to go. 
because I want to make sure he gets in there. And I feel like I feel like my number five's got a chance to be picked still. So I'm going to go with Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. Okay. Well. Okay. You have quite the, the diversity yeah. in your top three. Yeah. yeah. So, and yes, the Bruce Dickinson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, cowbell or no cowbell. Um, <laughs> but I would say that, that they may be, and this is going to be influ- This is going to be controversial too. I think they may be the most influential metal band of all time. I know that Sabbath kind of gets that gets that wow. tag, but I think that's another podcast. <laughs> I think if you listen to metal bands today, they sound more like Iron Maiden than they do Black Sabbath. Uh, I don't know. That's, an, that's another episode. And I guarantee you, Bruce Dickinson is better than Ozzy as a vocalist. Oh yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and energy. Energy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it, the charisma. Off the charts. The vocals are phenomenal. His vocals are incredible. Um, and then, are, are we? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still talking about Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I use, I use him as a, you know, as a an example in my music appreciation classes. When you see how opera influenced metal so much, he has that strong, strong. Yeah. R- Incredible range. He's a fantastic you know, like, vocalist. It, it, like on, if you listen to Hallowed Be Thy Name, he's a better version of Ozzy singing <laughs> a song like that. And when you hear him sing a song like Ace is High, it's he's getting in there with Robert Plant and Ian Gillen territory um, with his vocal ability and songs like that. So um, I, I'll be interested to see if my number five made the list. I feel like... I feel like if he doesn't make the list, I'm going to be because he's almost one of those obvious choices kind of guys. Yeah. yeah. But I just I felt like I felt like Dickinson. He hit all those criteria. Yeah, he does. He, he does. hits the style. And I think he, he gets hits left the charisma, out. And he hits the vocalist. And I yeah. think I think he gets left out because Iron Maiden doesn't get played on the radio. Right. That's that's the biggest thing. And and you listen to him, it's like they're better than Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ooh. Oh, I don't think different, any, oh, different. I but I mean, they are I, different, I think different, yeah. I think that as metal bands go musically, they're one of the best. Oh, period, yeah, no doubt. No and doubt. so, and their music's not like I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, it's not like why are they? Why is this not being played on the radio? I'm in the '80s, I guess. Some of it was kind of, <laughs> uh, but you know, I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like as a band, Iron Maiden doesn't get. I think that their the visuals that they're deserve with. Eddie, Eddie and everything. Yeah. I think that that um, put them in in a camp of metal bands that they. Eddie was that icon, you know, that mascot for them. Right. But um, I think there was a big fear about Satanism in yeah. the eighties, and, and I mean, and all the there, visuals there are, from Iron Maiden. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's certainly certainly played a big role in that. Yeah, that was a that was a. A tricky road to walk back in the eighties with you know. But I I would I wanted to make sure he was on the list. Yeah. I wanted him to be in the discussion <laughs> for top five I'm because I think I think he's really I think he hit all the all the bars. Okay. Uh, that's oh, that's a good oh now I'm now I'm wondering <laughs> if I should change because I'm next, aren't I? I'm next. Oh you're next. Okay, never mind. Which maybe makes you'll me, hit one of mine. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm looking at my Six, seven, and eight, and I'm just like, 
do I go off the rails and go out of my order because I reordered these so many times, <laughs> you know, but. Because this is your last pick. This yeah. is my last one. Yeah. And I think I just, based on, you know, those criteria we have talked about, I think I just need to stick with that. And the person who checked the most boxes for me next that we haven't talked about is Steven Tyler. That was my number five. And He's on my list, yeah. Um, just aside from the fact that I just really love Aerosmith. I do um, He, when you talk about charisma, when you talk about style, energy, the voice, the voice. is insane. Um, his writing is great. Um, so not only does he just sing it, he writes the stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, his onstage acrobatics and movements and things like that and he really i know people compare him to Mick jagger a lot because they do have a similar look in some ways but he really brought that androgynous kind of look um and he was like yeah i know i kind of look like a woman i don't really care like (laughs) i I, sometimes i want to wear these clothes and sometimes i want to wear these clothes and you can forget yourself you know like um he he was just that i don't care what you think about me i'm gonna do me and i'm gonna do it really freaking well um, so that's why I've chosen Steven Tyler as my last pick. And I'm going to wear these scarves, and I'm going to still that's take right. your girl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, he was he was Jack Sparrow long before Johnny Depp was, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, except with, with he was style. modeled after Keith Richards. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I mean, if you want to know how good he is, mm-hmm. go to a karaoke bar and watch somebody <laughs> try to sing Dream On. Well, even a cover band. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's it's tricky. And, it's hard. And that vocal on Dream On, I mean that Oh gosh. I mean, goodness gracious. And how I good saw is that? him and he can still do it. It oh, was yeah. yeah, I mean, I saw him nine, ten years ago. Um and he still hits that money note. Mm-hmm. Because I was wondering, is he gonna change the key? Is he gonna cheat it? He did not cheat it. And that was my favorite moment of the whole thing. And he just the energy. And I don't, I don't know how old he is, but... 70-something. Well, and and what's pretty, a, what's he looks really, like a... He, he truly does look like a grandmother now. Yeah. But he's one got that, that uses, got like, that weird essential hairstyle. oils, maybe. And, yes, yes. Yeah. So Eureka Springs, Grandma. <laughs> and of, of all the... Here, here's the thing. Like, of all the bands, the front... The bands that these front men come from, Aerosmith may be my favorite oh, band yeah. on, on the band. list. I love Aerosmith. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And what's interesting about Aerosmith, and I think you have to credit a lot to the front man for this, is they have been able, decade by decade, to just roll with the punches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the way that the music landscape has changed. We're going to tweak our sound just a little bit. And We're, stay together, we, not and, change personnel. That's right. And, and, and the thing, well, how, yeah. how many bands are able to do that with the same front man? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... You know, he's, they've been able to kind of, with the changing landscape of music, they've been able, I mean, jaded. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the, it's not. Yeah. Now, 2000s? I don't really like that era of Aerosmith, but boy, the public sure did because they yeah. bought the heck out of those CDs. Yeah. Well, that was in know. my formative listening years. Yeah. And I had, you know, I'd always been familiar with Aerosmith because you all had listened to them right. and I'm picking up on y'all's music taste. But then they had that new release and then I felt like. That was something that it was almost like mine, you know, right. of theirs that maybe y'all weren't necessarily listening to, but it's like, oh, this is this is my Aerosmith, and you know, yeah. because they had those videos on VH1. We've talked about the power of the music video, <laughs> yeah. you know. But you know, as a as a vocalist, you look go through all those hits, mm-hmm. whether it's Dream On or Crazy or Angel or Back in the Saddle Again, mm-hmm. even if it's a vocal that I think they were trying to give him kind of a day off. 
you know, <laughs> on the vocal. He never takes it. No, he didn't He's going to make it hard. Yeah. He's going to do something that is just incredible with every single song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I mean, just, you're right. He checks every box. Yeah. Um, so he's one of those that if he's in the top five, because yeah. <laughs> he's in my top five, I just decided to go outside mm-hmm. the box. But, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, every single box of a front man, he checks them off yeah. near yeah. the top. He's great. All right, Heather, it's your responsibility to round oh it out. Oh, my God. Last pick. Okay. This is hard. <laughs> um, I pick. have to leave so many people off my list, but I'm going to stick with my choice because everybody else, with the exception of one um, left on my list, I've seen. I've actually experienced them, and I'm going to go with Dave Grohl. Yes! I'm so excited that you picked him. Okay. In addition to being the absolute, probably feels like the last holdout as far as just real rock and roll left, <laughs> um, he is in person. He is so engaging. He is so funny. He is so talented. And he can... You are just right there with him. And the thing that I love about him the most, and there are lots of things that I really appreciate and respect about him, is that he um, appreciates everybody that came before and he appreciates where he is and how he got there and mm-hmm. the fact that in his little moment in time, he's still able to perform with um, the people that influenced him. Mm-hmm. And he just really appreciates and loves where he is. And you can tell that playing music makes him so happy. And he, I watched him on a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction many years ago, and he was standing up there and he's with, Paul McCartney and he's with all of these just greats and he's playing he's just in the line of all the people and they the camera pans across him and he just throws his head back and you can tell he's just like oh my god I just you know Mm -hmm. I I know where I am and I appreciate where I am and if you watch their um concert at Wembley I mean non-stop and, I mean, he's yeah. on this catwalk that's, like, the whole <laughs> yeah. length of the... And he's just running. Yeah. And he's playing. And he's singing. And so, the fact that he has enough energy and the cardio <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to do what he does and um, just be with an audience. He is, he, is, he is there to experience the audience, I think, as much as the audience is there... To experience him, and he knows he always knows where he is because I saw him in Fayetteville at Barnhill, and he was, you know, talking about the volleyball team and making all these jokes, and he was he he appreciates his life and his career, and so the audience really connects to him. So, Mm -hmm. Dave Grohl, and you want to talk about? I mean, David Lee Roth breaking his nose and. And coming oh. back on stage, that dude broke his <laughs> broke leg, leg. Yeah, went and got casted up, came back, yeah. and then built a huge throne so they didn't have to cancel other dates. Right. Like, that dude is about the tour. He is about the fans. Yeah. And um, he's a, he likes to build other artists up. Um, um, he's Nandy. He's one of the most, yeah. I think he's the unsung musician of our time definitely and i'm i am very worried about you know 
following the death of Taylor Hawkins, you know, how that's going to affect him, how that's going to affect the band. And it will never be the same. I hope that um, he can find a way to to keep on keeping on. I think that he will, but I think experienced a lot of huge losses. Yeah. Yeah. And and you got to from a from a music perspective, you got to wonder. You know, how much of the fate of rock and roll is on his shoulders? A lot, right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because you the know, like, like we is... said, I mean, there's. I, I feel like I feel like metal's always going to be around, mm-hmm. but metal's not mainstream. No. And so, no. the question is going to be how much of mainstream rock and roll rests on on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is a heavy burden. Yeah. Because we're talking about the preeminent mainstream pop music since the 1950s mm-hmm. has been rock and roll mm-hmm. and it's dangerous i mean it is it is it's not extinct yet but it's it's on the endangered list yeah 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 no question and the foo fighters are really mm-hmm. one of the last species left so, yeah, so yeah that's out a scary there. prospect you know so i love that pick heather thank I'm you i'm so happy that you did thank that. you so much it's going to be hard to whittle this down to five it really is yeah and then to rank them after and then that. to rank them yeah. yeah. So who did we Beth, have that got who left did, off? Who, did you, who okay. did you have on your list? Um, I had Axl Rose. Me yeah, too. Me too. And I had Sebastian Bach. Because Sebastian Bach yeah. is all over the place. He the checks is, the boxes. The dude yeah. is climbing on the fixtures of the stage, and he sounds amazing. <laughs> and he's running around. He's got his leg up on the monitor. He's everywhere, here and there. You can't keep up with him hardly watching. And he sounds great. Yeah, he had the best hair in the game, too. Yeah. I, I think... I think oh, <laughs> I don't think Skid Row got a lot of the dudes that they were deserve mm-hmm. because they are good, and Sebastian Bach is really good. Yeah, that his voice is his his incredible. vocals are yeah. incredible. Yeah, um, but I feel like because they kind of got lumped in with the hair bands and they kind of got mm-hmm. lumped in with, mm-hmm. but they had an edge to them that was more than just glam metal. They were to me they were closer to Guns and Roses than they were Poison. I agree. Yeah. You know, but I think they kind of got lumped in with the white snakes and the, <laughs> you know, but. Don't um, sleep on white snake. But I'm yeah. going to tell you. David Coverdale. Yeah. Is, yeah it's a good but I'm going to tell you, I think, uh, I think, I think as a vocalist in that era of that particular genre, um, Sebastian Box mm-hmm. in the conversation yeah. Yeah. as, as, well, he and Axel, Axel's. Axel's so good. He is I mean, so good. you know. Yeah. And I I've mean, seen I've seen him live too and it's a sight to behold. He's got a got a lot of What energy. I love about it and as as good as Slash is mm-hmm. a guitarist, and he's a great guitarist. Mm-hmm. Axel drives that night train, as it were. Oh. <laughs> he's the engineer, right? Uh, because if he shows up, yeah. Because well <laughs> right. Guns N' Roses to me was what sold Guns N' Roses was the attitude. Behind Guns N' Roses, it was just a punch in the gut. You know, here they come. You like it, yeah. you can blank off, yeah. right? I mean, that's the way mm-hmm. they I've felt about it. About if you don't Guns like it, yeah. tough, here they yeah. come. And Axel drove that train. Yeah. You know, he was the one. He's He was the attitude bearer. Mm-hmm. And um, it really, it was it was a unique kind of charisma it wasn't a we love the crowd. It's you're gonna love us by God, or you can get out of here, you know. And mm-hmm. to me, that was a different kind of charisma. But people loved him for it. People hated him for it. 
some of his band members didn't well, like they him. They loved for to it, hate him for it. You know? yeah. But uh, to me, Axel was he was unique in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Great voice, mm-hmm. very diverse. He has yeah. he is credited with having the biggest range. Yep. Bigger than oh, yeah. Freddie Mercury's. Mm-hmm. So um he you know, he's an incredible vocalist. You know, an Appetite for Destruction is one of the one of the best albums maybe I've ever heard. I mean, top to bottom, maybe I mean, great. the best album. And, and I would say but. that the best songs were the ones that weren't singled out. Also another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, Rocket, oh. how good is Rocket Queen? How good is Mr. Brownstone? I mean, mm. those are those I maybe the, the best I two songs. I wore that the, cassette tape out three times. Wow. I had to buy it three times. And you weren't supposed to listen to it at all. No, I knew where the F-bombs were. (laughs) (laughs) So I I could sit there and write with one hand and turn the F-bombs down. I knew exactly where they were. Best I can recall, Mom and Dad said you weren't supposed to be listening to it at all. Well, I did, so. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, great album. And, you know, Axel's the the one driving it, you know? Yep. Were those the only ones on your list? Those were the only two I had left. Who else? Um, Um... I had Roger Daltrey yep. um, on the list. Um, I felt like um, from the style standpoint and the charisma standpoint, he's up there with anybody. Mm-hmm. I felt like vocally he wasn't as strong as some of the others on the list. Um, and then just because he's so good, I had Ian Gillen on the list. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. But yeah. now he's, he's, not so a, good. he's not a charismatic icon his style is pretty plain jane so he lost a lot of points on those two but just vocally he may be better than plant i mean he is so good very good um and it's one it's like i said i mean i hate to smoke on the water it's kind of the song everybody points to (laughs) yeah because it's it's maybe the worst single that they ever put out (laughs) but you know it it is the one that everybody learns to play guitar on which is the thing but his the vocals on that are very vanilla in comparison to the other to the other songs that they sing. Yeah. There is a live performance on YouTube. I would highly encourage everybody to go find it of Child in Time. It's a live performance mm-hmm. and it just will blow you from the first note, it will blow you away. Um and then of course, you know, how we got to know Ian Gillen yep. was not through Deep <laughs> right. Purple. Right. Yeah. We got to know Ian Gillen through Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, gosh, he's so good. He played. <laughs> he played so good. Jesus in in yeah in that. And I don't know if Gethsemane is his best vocal performance, but it's top it two or three. Be. Yeah, it might be his best vocal. So, but I would if you don't do a deep dive into Deep Purple, <laughs> if you haven't yet, you need to yeah. because um, I feel like that's a band that doesn't get a lot of the credit that they're due. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just because of how good they are musically, but their influence on metal mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. It is huge. And I feel like a lot of people just kind of forget about them. For some, When we talk about these great bands, these influential bands, I feel like Deep Purple gets left off. And when we talk about great vocalists, I feel like Ian Gillen a lot of times doesn't get remembered because Deep Purple didn't have the sheer volume of hits right. that we see from Led Zeppelin and The Who and The Rolling Stones. But um, he, was, he was the other one that I had on my list that, that didn't make it. Um, I had two that didn't make it. Uh, one was Bono. Very good, um, yeah. You know, he just... I just don't like you two. I, you know, I, they're not my I favorite could, either, but you can't deny, you know, you can't deny his... I just couldn't bring myself to put him yeah. on the list. And the other was um, Paul Stanley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, for for to stand out as as a showman in 
the circus that is a Kiss show. Yeah. Oh, sure. Is, uh, you know, he's flying over the audience. He And he is an amazing singer. And he's another one of those mm-hmm. um, artists that had a very... Um, a childhood that led him to be very insecure in his personal life. And so he took on that persona of the star child and just became, mm-hmm. you know, exponentially more of a personality than, than his private life was. So, um, are we going to tell the story? You got to, you have to, you got to, okay. You only, you can tell. It. So, <laughs> so, uh, Heather and I went to a concert with some of her friends and it was, I believe, Kiss was headlining, and the, the, the opening act was Ted oh, Nugent, Ted Nugent yeah. and then Skid Row without, without Sebastian, Sebastian yep. Bach. And I made the comment that it's more like Skid Mark without Sebastian Bach in, in the band. But So we're this is one of their many retirement tours that they came out of, <laughs> and they're playing in Little Rock. Um, and <laughs> Paul Stanley, of course, he's a New Yorker, right? Yeah. yeah so, and he's got Born that right. New York accent. And he said, when they originally made this tour, <laughs> Little Rock wasn't on the list. <laughs> and so I said, how can we not go to a place that has rock in the name? <laughs> and so, believe it or not, not. That's how Little Rock yeah. got on the list of tour dates. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think they went to Plymouth Rock. They probably did. I don't think think there were probably a lot of places with rock in the name that they didn't make it to on that particular tour. But But I've seen I've seen them probably three or four times over the past twenty years. And he's he just doesn't show any signs signs of slowing down. It's it's he, mm -hmm, you know, well born to do that. So. So now the difficult time is upon us. We've got a, we've got nine. We've got to go from nine to five. Working nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do it twice. Get, it becomes like a, it's a get, thing now. It's a I'll thing. Get, yeah. I'll get used to that. <laughs> okay. So th- this may be the most difficult one we've ever done. Maybe. Um, although I will say that within the top six or seven, I think, I agreed with a lot of the choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the best way to handle this, maybe, is there anybody that we agree definitely should be in? Like I, I have a few that I, I think. I, well, <laughs> obviously, yeah. naturally, I have, I, I have seven that I think should be in the top five. No, I, I would say I would put, without question, right now, Robert Plant and Freddie Mercury in the top five. Yes. Okay. Does anybody have a problem with that? No. No. Okay. So those were the first two picks. Who was pick three? Um, was it Jagger? Jagger, I think. Yeah. Reluctantly, I, I have Mick Jagger four, so yes. I'm, I'm not going to argue too much about him being in the top five because I can't because he's in my top five. But man, the more I talk about these vocalists, the more I think, oh, there's so many more <laughs> but better it's vocals. But so more than the vocal. But it is. Driving. But I mean, when you take into consideration Mick Jagger's mm-hmm. control of a crowd, it's tops. It's number yeah. one. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, yeah. And his vocals aren't bad. No, they're they're just, it, they're they're just a unique tone. They're, yeah. yeah, they are. I mean, and, and you know, I always tell myself I don't like the Rolling Stones. And then I'm like, but, but man, you do I, like I, I, like I really do like paint it black a lot. Yeah. 
And I like brown sugar a lot. Yeah. And I, you know, and so, but here's like, they've been around for what, 60 years? Yeah. 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 And so over the course of 60 years, they're going to play some songs you don't like. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. And, but you know, I'd, I'd, I would say I don't like a majority of their catalog, but man, there are some That's really, really, yeah. really good songs in there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got no problem with with Mick Jagger being in the top five somewhere for I sure. I don't either. He's on. He's well, obviously, yeah. for me. I don't have a problem with it because he was my number one pick. And then, Al Cornell was four, wasn't he? Well, I love. Hear hear me out. I love Chris Cornell, and if we're talking about the best vocal in rock. I'm with you. Yeah, I think he's a he's on a different. I think he tops even mm-hmm. a different list. Yep. But I don't know as best frontman, and you even said it when you're talking about that grunge era. That's just not the nature of so a frontman in that. Right. So, but but that begs the question: how much of it? How much of it are we going to play into the era? Because for that era, and for that type of music. He was tops. I just, I don't think he has the energy component mm-hmm. right. that you need. Put him in the holding room. Okay. Put okay. him in the holding room. Right. I, I don't, you might not agree with this. I think we should definitely have David Lee Roth in the yes, top five. I agree. I would, oh, he's not on my top nine. Put him in the holding room. Well, please. why did you not put him in the top nine? That was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold us accountable was, for it, your bad choices. It, it was the anti-choice, actually. It was, I, he's not, I chose not to put him in there. Okay, fine. How about? Because I think, I think vocally, everybody else is superior. Everybody on this list is superior to him vocally. Every single one. One through nine. And the, and the ones that, and, and everybody that's on your list that didn't make it is better than him vocally. Of all the people that we've mentioned today, he's the worst vocalist. But vocals are only one aspect. Well, to me, that's a third, and that's a big chunk. Well, I had eight or nine. Okay? So the math, if we're talking about, let's get scientific with it again. Um, okay, I'm not fine. saying he's not going to okay, make put it. Him I'm in saying, holding room. I'm put saying, him in the holding room. I'm saying put him in a holding cell. Okay. All right, fine. Okay. If he doesn't jump out of it. How about Steven Tyler? <laughs> I feel like some... Feel like that one. He, he was getting seven. on my nerves. He was either, seven on either my nerves. Either, either that was a really bad joke or nobody got it. No, we got it. <laughs> so it was just a really bad joke. I mean, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ski guess. Y'all, we can't even agree on a top five. How are we going to put these in order? Okay. I don't know, but we better hurry. Yep, we okay. should. Oh, here, here's one. Okay. Steven Tyler, I have him in my top five. He was selected. I think maybe in the top five or six. He was no. seven for me. Seven. He was, he was six for me. However, there there are one or two that I... Can we just cut anybody? Okay. Like, can we cut... <laughs> can we cut Bruce Dickens? <laughs> oh! Oh, man. Oh, my God. I didn't realize I'd be going for the throat with that one. <laughs> Well, I it think just hurts a little to here's, cut him. Well, sure, it hurt. they're all great. Here's the here's the problem because we're, we you get to a point to where you're like, I actually think this guy's you know you don't think about it till it's time to cut and you're like, mm-hmm. I actually Ooh. think this guy's better than yeah. some of these other guys. Well, let I'll, me ask you this: If you were going to start a band, a touring mm-hmm. band, would you start? And you could pick. I would pick Bruce Dickinson because he can fly the freaking plane. That's are you why. gonna? Are you? Well, that's true too. Are you gonna? Are you gonna pick Bruce Dickinson or are you gonna pick David Lee Roth? Oh, I'm gonna pick what, Bruce Dickinson. What kind of band do you have? Ten times. I mean, 
out of ten. This is not ten times out of ten. But anything, anything David Lee Roth can sing, Bruce Dickinson can sing. I can promise you. I promise you, he can sing it. He can sing it better. I cannot imagine Bruce Dickinson singing "Jump." No. Because that's... <laughs> we need <Okay>. that. <laughs> okay. So okay. that argument is. But on the flip side, I could see like Barney singing "Jump." <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, oh, uh, so yeah, I'm, wow. <laughs> oh wow! So, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave very disappointed if David Lee Roth <laughs> finishes higher well, on the list. You may leave very disappointed because I still well. think he was he 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 sat atop my list at one point. Mine too. So. I, I, and I, got, I had more criteria than you did to consider. She had like nine. I had, I had like nine. Yeah, and the spreadsheet <laughs> that she threw out because she didn't like the results. It's not that I didn't like the results. <laughs> I didn't get the answer but, I wanted, so I'm going to start over. That's absolutely true. New <laughs> spreadsheet. But that that is true. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but here's what. I'll, here's another hot take. And I'll say it right now, and you're... And I'm going to say this reluctantly because I'm going to lose all credibility with both of you. Freddie Mercury? <laughs> kind of boring. Whoa. Okay. Not okay. vocally. Hear me? Not vocally. But he he walks around and he goes like this. And he points in the air. And then everybody and then he else moves does on. this. He just, but, okay, that's all he does. Like, he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm on Broadway. Woo. Oh, like, I'm just, I, oh, my God. And he's God. great. He's great. He's great. As a vocalist, but oh I don't, okay, I don't so see I that much. I can't get with you. On energy. That. Exhibit, exhibit A from Freddie Mercury. Y'all are blinded by the voice. Exhibit A. I don't even think why, he's the best vocalist. Against why we well, need to cut David Lee Roth. <laughs> that point of view is the person that voted in for David Lee Roth. <laughs> no, Heather put him no, on I the list. David Lee Roth you picked David Lee Roth. So yeah. yeah, check yourself before you wreck oh, yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can can we cut Dave Grohl? No. Whoa. Well. What? Okay. <laughs> I love him so much. We got to get to five people. But he was I'm going to cut Bruce before I cut Dave. What? I'm okay yes. with that. <laughs> this is getting absurd. <laughs> okay, listen. Ladies hold on, and gentlemen, hold on, hold on. I want you to thank you for listening to the last episode <laughs> of the Music List Podcast. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Let because me, okay. we have gone to crazy land. Okay, I'm the swing vote. And here, here's what I, that's my, that's my, that's I know my we stick. put that in the intro, but you don't just get to proclaim, no, I'm going to be the swing vote now. No, I am at this point, if you'll <laughs> shut up and listen to me. <laughs> ben, because we're talking about Bruce Dickinson and we're talking about Dave Grohl, right? That was the last conversation that, that was the yeah. last statement that was made. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ben, you chose Bruce Dickinson. Heather, you chose Dave Grohl. I guess I'm the swing vote. But we also have David Lee Roth in the mix. Oh, yeah. Well, Heather picked him too, so I guess... I'm the swing vote on that one. Oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous. Now, my choices do not seem to get critiqued so much, so maybe my final two should well, go over allow and us, Allow us to... <laughs> I was with you Allow us to retort. <laughs> so, who are your picks again? Like, well, let's get, let's get serious great, with so. it. My picks are great. As, and, I, <laughs> and if you don't believe it, just ask me. Um, so <laughs> You picked Steven Tyler. And Jim Morrison. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Now, I, I want to kick Jim Morrison Okay, out. I'll cut Jim Morrison. Okay, two out of three. I won't argue with you because I'm mature. Okay, great. Thanks. Okay, so we got <laughs> away from that conversation. Okay, so Jim Morrison. So, hold out. up. You're going to put, this is a 
this is stupid. Jim Morrison is an is. And we still got to rank them. Okay. I mm-hmm. said David Lee Roth may be the worst singer on the list. I forgot we had Jim Morrison the, on there. Whoa. Okay, that was just that's nonsensical. You want to talk about but boring? That's fine. Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> it's, wow, I am excited. Let's go I light some fires. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's been cut. Great. Cool. Okay. Winner, winner. Well, then, Heather, who who of Ben's do you choose to cut? No, that's not the way this works at all. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Uh, how many? We've got three for sure. Who are they? Robert Plant, Freddie Mercury, Mick Jagger. So we got to come up with two more. Chris Cornell, Bruce Dickinson, David oh, Lee Roth. Oh, there they are, right there. Chris Cornell and Bruce Dickinson. No. David Lee Roth, Dave Grohl, and Stephen Tyler. Okay. I tell you what. I tell you what. If you'll if you'll give me Bruce Dickinson. I'll pass on Chris Cornell. What the heck is this? this what is, is it? You don't get the bargaining chip for the final two spots. Because, well, oh, if you'll give back, me one, I'll, I'll concede the other. Because, that's, that, that's not because how this works. Thinking back, thinking back, I'm thinking, okay, from a voice perspective, Cornell is in the league of everybody, but he, I'll give you on the style and the charisma. He's not in the same ballpark as some of these others. Okay, give me David Lee Roth. Oh, and I'll give you Bruce Dickinson. You're really, going to put... David Lee Roth may not even oh be the best God. front man for his own band. This is... <laughs> <laughs> David, That's so rude. We have to have a conversation about whether or not he's even the best front man for okay. Van Halen. <laughs> I cannot... <laughs> This we're going to have to have a part two. Yeah, this may have to be uh, okay, we're gonna, continued... Join us for part two. Which may be like five minutes long. (laughs) No, it won't. All right. We'll be back. Join us for our second podcast. (laughs) And obviously we did not finish this conversation, but you are going to hopefully join us in just a few days. We'll release this startling conclusion to this conversation (laughs) to see who is going to make the top five in what order in just a few days. Thank you for listening to the Music List Podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>